0: NOT THE no. RADIO
1: Let get organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you are a regular listener. Welcome if you're listening for the very first time, and hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Park Coalition Radio, and those of you who may be joining me in the Blog Talk Radio community. I just thank you so much for joining me, and I hope you're having a great start to your week. And I want to first apologize. For last week, we're having some technical difficulties. There's some changes in the technology. We are working through it, and I am reconnecting with the person who, Janae Etney so we can just redo that interview, and I can upload it. So I truly apologize for inconvenience, but I appreciate your support and your patience. Well, today's sponsor is audible.com has over 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. And you can get an audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. Well, tonight, we're going to talk about combining households, and I'm excited because we have our returning guest, Felicia Wallace-Benton from Designing Your Vision, and she's going to share how we can combine households so that it will not be cluttered, because whether you have to move in with a relative or you're getting married, so when you bring yourself together, you're just not overwhelmed by all this stuff. And, of course, in the next half hour, I'll be piggybacking off of what Felicia has to um, provide in regards to tips and information, and, of course, you know, I have my products, suggestion, app suggestion, and repurpose suggestion from last week, which you didn't get to hear. So I'll be sharing that with you. But before I bring on Felicia this evening, did you know that there are over 44 million people out there who are providing unpaid family care for a disabled child, spouse, sibling, or other relative? And I wanted to share that with you because a lot of you who are coming together in the combined home because you have to take care of someone. So they either move in with you, you move in with them. And, of course, a lot of you out there getting married, you come together because you've got your flat screens and your living rooms, your dining rooms, your bedroom suites, which is why we are talking tonight to Felicia, whose firm is Designing Your Vision, which is a full-service interior design firm that provides one-of-a-kind interiors for residential and commercial spaces. Her team feels your home or business is more than just a space. It's a reflection of you. And designing your vision helps you see the full potential and most effective way to use your space. So I am now going to bring on Miss Felicia Wallace-Benton. Good evening, Felicia. Good evening, Janet. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing wonderful. It's so wonderful to hear your voice, especially after all the technical problems I had last week. It's so nice (laughs) to know that you're out there. (laughs) I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) Yay. So, Felicia, we're talking about the combining of, of households. So once people decide that they have to combine a household, whether it's for marriage or they're taking care of someone and they have to move in with them or the people move and you know, vice versa. What are some of the things people need to think about and need to do before they just kind of rush out and get the, the boxes and the moving um trucks, et cetera, when they decide to combine a home? Well, the number
0: one thing that they have to do um in every situation Um, and sometimes depending upon, like say if you have an elderly person living with you, is to communicate. Um, You definitely have to open up those channels because in this communication, you can talk to that person um, if it's a married couple living together, a boyfriend or girlfriend moving in together, um, or even if it's a, um, a parent that's moving in with their child. Um, or an elderly person now has to live with a relative. You have to communicate to find out, one, what's special with that person. Two, um, make sure that they have the the space that they need, talk to them as to how they need the space to feel and operate. And um, with that being said, also let them know what space you're offering up to them, whether it's in the basement, whether it's an additional room in the house. All this has to be communicated and well thought out and almost agreed upon before you start packing those boxes and just moving in. <laughs> um, okay. Couples do have to definitely communicate as to what you're going to do. If you're buying a new space, you have to communicate as to how you're going to decorate that new space. Um, what is What room is going to be allocated for what especially if you have several different bedrooms, um, how you're going to use the basement if you have a basement, um, some of the common spaces in there, um, are you going to share those or are they going to be allocated to be a man cave? So stuff like that has to be talked about. So the main mm-hmm. thing, once again, is before you do anything, open up those channels of communication, be bluntly honest with each other, but most of all Be respectful. With one another, as to what they want, um, as designers, normally that's is where we come in very handy <laughs> mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we we listen to both parties where both parties are normally not not saying it's not capable, but they're not really listening to each other's needs, and as designers, um we have that trained ear to listen to each other's wants and help mend and do the overall space. Yeah. And, so and, and that makes
1: sense. sense. And that, that makes sense of communication.
0: Yes. Yes, is it, very, very important. Communication is definitely, um, once you get on the same page, you can realize that maybe sometimes you do have the same taste or that you can definitely incorporate each other's taste into one design. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. There is going to be some give and take, and there is going to be some sacrifice in both cases. But the thing of the the issue is not to make it that drastic and not to say, well, this is my house. This is how it's going to be done here. In any situation, whether you have somebody moving in with you, because it's now um, you're taking, you're now that caregiver, um, you still have to be open because that person still has to feel comfortable in that Mm. state. Um, Mm. If you're getting married and say both of you own a home, but now it's uh, your spouse is coming to live in your house, it should no longer be just your house. That conversation Mm -hmm. should take place where you. Both of you know that it's our house um, and that this is your space. And that attempt should be made to whatever spaces are now or were yours to make a joint. And on the third, it's a lot easier from a design standpoint as a couple to move into a new home, even though you're both bringing stuff into the home. Um, that's a little bit easier because you can weed out additional stuff. Um, But when you're kind of like moving in to another space, that person who owns that home um, has to make the sacrifice of weeding out whatever space is going to be designated to that person. And that person should have a space in that house that should be designated. For them,
1: uh, mm. designate
0: areas that are just specifically for them. Um, mm. You know, it's just it's just a, a given thing. And as designers, we come in, we look at the overall space, and we help you in weeding it out and reorganizing the way you put certain things, whether it be a closet, how you organize mm-hmm. your closet, so you can share a closet, a bedroom, so you can definitely know what. Areas or what pieces could work for, you know, your spouse. What pieces could work for yourself, um, and then also for the other common areas: the living room, um, and the dining room, and the kitchen. Um, believe it or not, there may be little knickknacks and stuff that the other person would need to bring. Um, but mm-hmm. you have to be considerate. You just can't say no. I don't want that. Be very open minded. <laughs> And try to find a way to incorporate it. Um, Mm -hmm. But through this communication, you can weed out some of the things that you really did Because, again, it's Mm -hmm. a give and take on both sides. But if you do make that area specifically for that person, Mm -hmm. um, then that area should be designed for that person.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, like
1: for because, example, Dave. go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh no no. I was I was going to say I said you it it is really good that you said communication because I think that's the issue because like you said when it comes to down to deciding well you know you've got your your flat screen which I know you love I've got my flat screen which is fully paid for and I'm not giving it you know so it's like all of that those little things and you've got the living room sets because I tell people things are different now when people come together and get married. You know, years ago a woman and a man, they came together to get married, they really didn't have anything. But now everybody's got the microwave and the grills and this and that. So I like what you're saying about communication is key and just designating the spaces. I mean, of course, the best solution would just be to get a a home, a new home, so there's like a new space for both of them, but that's not always an option. So, Correct. So.
0: Right. I mean, if, if it is an option and if it it's doable, that's the easiest mm-hmm. thing that you can mm-hmm. do because it's purging mm-hmm. on both sides. It's a lot easier for you to tell the person who's moving in to go ahead and mm-hmm. do the merging versus the person who's already there. And for the mm-hmm. person who's currently there, it is difficult because, number one, you already have things set up in your space. And number two, it's kind of hard to rethink the wheel, so to speak, as to how you're going to now reorganize Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And that does become somewhat of a hassle. As a designer, when we come in, it's um, a lot easier for us to to Mm -hmm. give you ideas or suggestions as to what you can do in this space. Because especially if you're already there, it's kind of hard to think outside the box versus when you're true. moving in some place new because it's new for the, the both of you. Um, that's why as soon as you guys make, as soon as the decision is made for, say, like you as a couple to move in, say, mm-hmm. um, into one other person's house, that's when you should make have that conversation. And it's not something that's going to be decided overnight. It's Mm -hmm. going to be an ongoing conversation probably until the day the move actually happens. Okay. And then once the move happens, you're still going to be weeding some things out from Mm -hmm. both perspectives. So it's not like, uh, say, if uh, Mary has a house, or she's already fully established and she's marrying Joe, and Joe wants to move into the house and, Joe shouldn't set up a storage where he should put all his space because Mary has made, this is what I've set up for you, this is all the space I have. Mm -hmm. It should be an ongoing thing. So Joe Mm -hmm. can feel comfortable. Um, And the same goes, say, if you have a relative who's moving in. Um, Mm -hmm. I normally trying to have people designate off a a space, but if it's a basement, to really divide the space off, work with contractors and the overall space, so it can really feel like a bedroom. Um, If it's, uh, you know, if they have an extra bedroom, to really, you know, get rid of whatever furniture is in there and let the person Mm -hmm. anew. Um, it just mm. helps them to feel more at home and it helps them to feel that like the space is actually theirs. Um, and that just helps with the overall transition. So um, that's why that, it, it would be best to, to
1: do that. Yeah. And, and I agree because as you were talking, I was thinking in a client. her and her mother moved in because she had to take care of her mother and it was a lot easier for them to just be under the same roof. And what they decided to do was they decided to actually buy something new. It worked a lot better for them. Um, So, and and just listening to the tips that you've been providing, it did. Because basically they decided, okay, you're going to have your bedroom, I'll have my bedroom. So they got a two-bedroom. And each of them were able mm-hmm. to bring their own bedroom. And then for the other things like the living room and the dining room and all the kitchen stuff, they each went um, to their own separate apartments. When actually, I worked with both of them, the mother and the daughter, and helped them weed out what they didn't need to bring so that they could come together in this new space, um, you know, as... Um, as roommates, essentially, even though it was mother and daughter, but as roommates now, so and it made it easier. So I can see where yes, in some instances, if it's easier to to get something new, um, and and also I like your suggestion of actually emptying the room out and allowing the person to. Bring their own so they can feel at home. Because sometimes when you do move in and you're you're living and 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 sleeping in something that was already there, you still feel like a guest. You don't feel like it's your home. So I thought that was a great suggestion as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely a given. And and with any design space, it's all how you feel within the space that mm-hmm. makes it unique and something refreshing, and it makes you feel more at home, more comfortable. And I'm pretty sure this is another thing that, because um, when I went to research this topic, I was like, well, I know, but I'm just going to see what's out there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, actually, com has a lot of good articles on it. Okay. Um, from one of their articles, they stressed a good point of getting rid of duplicates. Um, mm. So this is definitely, I guess your are um, both, really established, and you do each of you like have apartments or you can even probably get rid of both that, example, like, if you're a husband or wife and even if you're moving into someone else's house, you can, again like your spouse's house or if you're buying a new house, you can get rid of those duplicate items and mm-hmm. probably purchase a new item. Um, mm-hmm. With that money that you're, it depends on how you're getting rid of it versus tossing it or selling it. Uh, which is another thing that um, a lot of people should definitely um, consider. Um, selling items on eBay and getting that money mm-hmm. and then purchasing mm-hmm. new together. Um, but for those people with unique taste, uh, if you're bringing in, like, say, uh, your grandmom's desk or um, an old antique table and um, your other person who you live with likes things sleek, and very, very contemporary. There are definitely ways of marrying the two looks, and this is where you have to be very creative and open-minded. From artwork to knickknacks and things of that nature, you do have to be open-minded because you don't want to take something or just say no to something that really would mean a lot to that person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so in those cases where you're... Um, establishing a certain space for that person, that space can then incorporate those items that you might really distest being in the rest of the okay. house. But if you're not, then you really have to um, definitely be very considerate and open-minded as to what you want in the space.
1: And okay.
0: trust me, as a designer, this is where we help you to think outside the box so you can separate <laughs> these, these different styles together. Not to have a mm, I I want to say a, a house with just mismatched furniture. Right?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just something mm-hmm. that
0: works. Um, that extra piece could be almost like a work of art itself. And we can make it stand out um, in the overall setting. I mean, on an overall space. So, there are definitely creative ways to do it. Again, if you if you communicate and if you're open minded, that makes the process a whole lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a question, which kind of is is leading into the the next question I wanted to ask you, and and it was something that that so a couple approached me. So, when a couple is you know, you know they getting married, living together, and they decide to have a house built. Do you suggest that during the process of getting the house built and they're living in temporary housing that they really begin to think of the layout of the home and what they need to get rid of? The reason I ask is because this particular couple had the storage unit. And basically, I guess, when they just had to move out of the one house and the temporary house, and they just threw stuff in you, and they really didn't know what was in there. and But they wanted to hire me to organize everything for a bigger storage unit. And, and my first question was, well, is the house that you're getting built bigger than the one you lived in? And they said, yes. And I said, also, oh, the stuff that's in the storage unit, what is it? And they were like, well, it's some textbooks. And and I saw a lot of, I just saw some of the pictures, and I said, wow, they didn't even take time to box anything up. It just kind of, you know, and, and it could have been because of a time constraint, too, that they had to get out of the one house and just move into something temporary. But do you suggest that when people are on this journey to get a house built, move into a new house, that they really... Think about what they put in storage. I mean, I know from an organizing standpoint, I feel that they should. But I also know from what you do that there are pieces that they probably want to take with them. But I'm just like, I was just amazed that they just were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to get a bigger storage unit. And I'm like, but do you need everything that's in there? So, <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: that, that is definitely key. Um it's key to have that conversation because that's going to help you to know what you need when you move in. And that's also mm-hmm. going to help you to budget to make sure that you're not um, in this new house, all this new furniture that I don't have to pay back. And this whole process costs way more than what we had originally planned. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. as a designer, I do tend to hear a lot of whether just any type of built, Um, Any type of remodel, you go in with a focus of I'm going to pay X amount of dollars and Mm -hmm. things do go astray. You see things that you may want that cost more. You do over the process, you may say, well, I want to do X, Y, and Z because now that you're looking at the space, it may be more feasible for you to do that and that may
1: Mm -hmm. cost more.
0: I do try to encourage people exactly what you say to which you suggested. When you're downsizing and moving into a new home, or if you're moving into a new and you're expanding because you're looking forward to building a family, you should still try to weed out what you have. Okay. Um, reason being is because space is not going to be the same space that you're moving out of. Whatever dresser you have there may not fit Mm -hmm. the way that you want it to fit that you have currently set up in your old Mm -hmm. space. Your bed, you may want a different size bed to go with the overall height of the wall that you're putting it on. That artwork that you had that looked beautiful on that wall and fit perfectly now looks lost on that huge wall that you tend to put it on. I can't find anywhere to put this lovely chest. It worked well in the other home. I love it. Mm-hmm. I want to incorporate it, but I don't know how. But it's not mm-hmm. working in any state. So um, I do have a client now which is going about it the right way, and that is how me need to help them before they move in. So they okay. know what they need to buy
1: before mm-hmm. they move in,
0: and they know what they need to get rid of before they move out. So when they do get that space, that space they storage if they need it, only incorporates or is the right size for whatever they need to store for that period of time, which saves the money. And then not only that, when they move in, they have a spending plan already intact because they know what they need and they know where to place it. And they can, they can go shopping whenever they want and mm-hmm. take advantage of certain sales and buy what they need because they know which size. And they know what they want for the space. So it helps them to do things on their time. And it helps them to stay within a lot more within their spending plan. It's okay. just a whole lot easier. It's definitely a lot easier. And for a couple that are moving into a new space, I strongly suggest that you have that conversation, mm-hmm. weed out all the stuff that you. Don't want you sit down and you decide what you might want, um, and that's where it gets kind of hard because okay, you might be looking at a floor plan and not quite understanding how you want to organize the space. And then, yeah. you, mm-hmm. as a designer, I'm helpful in helping you to space plan, mm-hmm. providing you with layouts, and floor plans of the space, giving you different ideas, um, and then. Giving once you have those ideas, you can then say, "Oh, well, we can get rid of this dresser and possibly get another one, and you can go ahead and sell that." And you're not rushing mm-hmm. to sell it, and it just makes life a whole lot easier. Now, it there there are some cases, believe it or not, where they do have to move out um, yeah. maybe way before. Mm-hmm. Um, the house is actually finished or built and in, in those cases, I think the sooner you know that you're going to go down this process and the sooner you do it mm-hmm. um maybe you go without that dresser until you move okay. so you can get something you want and you want I think you really that's want. The, yeah that's that's the disconnect because what ends up happening with most of my clients is they'll wait, they'll have to move, and now they're storing stuff that they're not keeping.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: Because it's not like, oh, I could have parted with it. It's like, well, I couldn't see myself parting, because I still need a place to store my clothes. My whole thing is that you already know you're buying something new.
1: Yeah. It's
0: just not, you're not going to use it until you move into the new space, and although it's three or four months from now, did you make that sacrifice or are you willing mm-hmm. to pay to store something you're not losing? I mean, if they say mm. yes, I'm fine. <laughs> I, I, I can't. But if it was me, I think I would be living out of a suitcase. But every, everybody's different. Well, yeah. me, yeah, but yeah, I would think yeah. I, I want I want this particular thing.
1: I want it because
0: yeah. I want to do X, Y, and Z. Yes. Yeah
1: yeah
0: well, I do have a
1: question. Mhm um, what do you suggest for somebody who and I know you were saying in the beginning the communication is key um but what if you're if you are moving in with grandma and grandma's been <laughs> in the house for fifty years now, Grandma's given you a room she's given you a uh an empty room to do what you you need to do, but you're in your 40s 50s and you've got stuff which you know because you're moving in with grandma for reasons and you want to do this you're going to have to give up some stuff so how I guess would a person who has had so much an apartment a home really downsize now to just a bedroom and realize I guess this you know, grandma's not going. You know, grand. You know, grandma may have put the red the red pots and the dishes were cute at your spot, but now you're coming into her house and it's like, mm, I'm not sure if I want that on my table. So, I mean, because like, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, grandma's like, okay, that's cute, but mm, I don't like that. So. So how would you well, suggest, I guess, somebody, you know, who has to, I mean, that's a real downside because you're going from a big space to just a bedroom, where you can create your own look, but really how to maneuver that.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, that definitely is the same as a grandma moving in with the daughter.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. They, they
0: both kind of work the same. The only... Okay. And there's going to have to be some give and take on, on oh, either side. And I okay. know um, from grandma's point of view, it might be a little bit harder <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to make those sacrifices. Um, one thing that I definitely um, threw out there for someone, and it's, it's like it was a sofa, very hideous. The uh, daughter wanted this to, feel like the living room was so another common area instead of her mom's old furniture um, Mm -hmm. because she liked to entertain and she didn't want to feel that way. Um, So I suggested um, keeping sofa still in good condition, repurpose, Mm -hmm. recover, refinish the three R. I mean, because that's something that helps for both ends. When you have that conversation as i guess as, 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 as a designer, we become prepared with oh. all. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. not not
0: much kind of shocks me, but when I come across that I say, Well if it's in good condition, why don't you recover it? Um, have you thought about doing X, Y, and Z? You could pick this fabric and you can do it in a really dark ebony finish, which would bring you some contemporary look, add some pillows, bam, it would Kind of brighten up the space. Um, next thing you know, grandma's on board because she hasn't lost her sofa <laughs> mm. or her table. You know what I mean? It's the same table, maybe a different finish. Um, so mm. it 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 kind of helps with the trends. Again, it's that well, I can't li- I can't stand that table. Get rid of it? No, you have to be open minded. She wants the table here. Well can we at least refinished it? Yes. And nowadays mm-hmm. there are so many quick and easy ways that if you want to do it yourself, you can, mm-hmm. or you can definitely have a professional do it. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I I can walk you through both. Um, so it's it's just a matter as to, um, you know, what you want to do. But that's definitely one quick and easy way to do it. Um the reupholstering, you can definitely reupholster things nowadays. Um, you can, depending upon the sofa, maybe you just add pillows. Um, paint. Paint is another quick and easy way that you can definitely refresh and re- brighten up the space too as well. Um, yeah.
1: I love paint. I it, love, yeah.
0: Yeah, making it feel more open, making it feel mm-hmm. more airy, not as heavy, mm-hmm. not as traditional. Mm-hmm. Um. So there are little subtle ways in which you can definitely um, change the space without having to really drastically demand that pieces are changed. Now, with the knickknacks and the plates on the table, that's a different story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe we only showcase them (laughs) once a year. I mean, that's that's something, you know, you have to sit down and talk, and you have to come Mm -hmm. to a compromise.
1: Yeah, Every other and, and you're right. Yeah. yeah, and that is true. I mean, and and I agree with you with Tank because I was not ready to part with my mother's bedroom from set. But it was old, it was my goodness. I mean, I'm 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 50, so it was it's older than I am. But a friend suggested <laughs> black. She's adjusted black paint. She's Janet painted black. And I'm t- and, and I painted it black. I got some beautiful covers um, for my bed and it just like gave it a whole new look. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was like wow. I mean, so I got to keep the piece, but I just got to give it a little updated look. And and you're so right. It it's, it's just those little things that can just just transform something and make something old and new again. So Correct. So. And once you're open-minded to that,
0: it's endless. I was going to say, once you're open-minded to doing
1: that, you know, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> and you're right. It, and it is endless. I mean, because I even took, um, my mother had a, these, it was a, basically they were um, glass trays with little cups for her when she entertained. Well, I don't really entertain like that. I don't give out glass trays and cups. People come over <laughs> here. I mean, if they're coming for dinner, they get plates. But if they're coming here just for a party or something, getting paper plates. But I decided because I had been looking for so long for a a tray to put some small perfume bottles on, that I took one of the glass trays and I now use it for perfume bottles. So. I mean, those are some creative ways, too, where you can, if you do have to combine homes, you can bring your stuff and still use it without giving it up. So that was just my little repurpose tip for for the yeah. evening. But But you have given some wonderful, wonderful suggestions on how we can come together without, you know, I don't know if you've seen that commercial where the woman fantasizes about taking a blowtorch to her, I guess, her fiancé boyfriend stuff
0: because
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> she keeps thinking about it. But just some creative ways on how we can come together, you know, as a couple or even if we just have to, you know, move in with those we love so we can take care of them. So those were some wonderful suggestions, Felicia. So how can people get in contact with you?
0: Well, they can definitely uh, reach me three ways. Um, They can definitely contact me um, via my phone, cell phone, um, which is 215-808-4786. They can also um, contact me um, via um, mail, um, email which is um, Benton, D-E-N-T-O-N, underscore Felicia, F-E-L-I-C-I-A, um, at yahoo.com. And they can also check out my um, website, um, Designing Your Vision, and um, that is um, Felicia felicia.wallis um, at squarespace.com. So those are the three ways that they can definitely contact me. Um, And I will look forward to helping them to make their space
1: their own. (laughs) And then they can also get you, if they go to the show page on Blog Talk Radio and click the link to Felicia's website, it takes you directly to her website. All the wonderful resources. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's my <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you once again, Felicia and you know I always enjoy talking to you, and I'm looking forward to talking to you sometime soon
0: uh, I'm sorry you, you you're looking forward I to look
1: forward, i look forward to talking with you sometime soon.
0: oh, me too. It's always a pleasure doing this, yes, I really yes. have fun, and I hope everybody gets a lot out of uh
1: the show. <laughs> well, I know I did. I did. I got a lot I actually started making me think about a chair I need to reupholster, but we'll talk about that another time, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a pleasure, Janet. Thanks for
0: having me okay.
1: again. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great evening. You too. Thanks. Bye. Audible.com is offering all of you listeners out there a free audiobook of your choice. And a free 30 day trial membership. So just go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and choose from over 180 audio programs. And you can download a free title and start listening immediately. It's that easy. So again, go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. That's audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And my audiobook selection for the, this evening is. Decorating ideas made easy, repurposing, and home decor to the clutter your home easy. And basically, this is written by Dana Taibo, and it involves the process of going around your house, around the yard, and just doing and using some of the things that are right in front of you. First of all, getting rid of the stuff that you don't need, but also, repurposing things that are right underneath you as i shared i used a tray um that my mother used to entertain she would put little finger sandwiches on it but now i use it on my um dresser um also a lot of times you may see if you go to my instagram page all the wonderful things people are doing to repurpose so not only can you declutter but you can also repurpose things so again audiobook Decorating Ideas Made Easy, Repurposing, and Home Decor to Declare Your Home by Dana T. Bo. Dana T. Bo. Well, Felicia has provided some wonderful tips on just how we can combine our household, depending on if we're coming together as a couple, or we have to move in with our loved ones just to kind of be a caregiver um, relationship. But I wanted to provide you just with a few um, additional tips in my Taylor's tip time this evening. Definitely, like Felicia said, you want to plan the space. You know, where will the person or where will you be staying? That's important. What will the function of the room be? Will it be a bedroom? Will you also, if you have a home office now, will you have a space to have an office set up? So that's key as well. That's number one. Number two, another thing she said, purge. Purge duplicates and donate them. You know, do you need two coffee makers? Do you need two George Foreman grills? I mean, maybe you do. Maybe you need the small one. Maybe you need the big one. Do you need two toasters and things? I mean, you're coming together as a household. Do you need all that stuff? And also, if you feel you want to keep it and store it, is it cost-effective for you to do that? Is it really going to cost you more money to store things because you don't want to let it go? Also, when you are in a caregiver role, another thing that is key, which is why I wanted Alicia to come on here and just talk about just coming together, is making sure you have clear paths in the hallway and enough room, comfortable to walk, a wheelchair, a walker, or people who have canes. Please make sure you do that. Um, That is one of the, that's a safety issue. So make sure you do that. Also, make sure things are on shelving and and, uh, that people can have access to. I remember I worked with a client. She was 99 years young, 99 years young. And the person put all her important documents, her will. Um, and all of those other types of documents on a high shelf in a closet, and the woman had to get on the stool. Well, of course, when I came in and she asked me, she just wanted me to kind of make sure everything was in order in regards to her paperwork, I made sure that once I organized that container, which was a little box of container which she could pick up, I made sure I put it, right by her shoes in her closet because she should not have to get on a stool and climb on something. She could hurt herself. So make sure things are accessible and also create systems for both individuals that are accessible and easy to maintain. You don't have to have a hard system. Um, One of the things I did um, to make things accessible for me was um, as all of you have heard over and over again, I had surgery earlier this year. I took all of my personal care items, put them in a shoebox, and put them on my windowsill because I knew those first few weeks I didn't, couldn't be bending over in my bathroom, reaching up for things, and it made things, it was just something that simple, a dollar shoebox, putting everything in there on the windowsill made everything perfect for me. And those are some simple little things. So, again, plan the space, purge, donate duplicates, ensure the pathways are clear and there's enough room to comfortably walk, Please place items on lower shelves, and, of course, create systems that both of you can use. And another thing my um, girlfriend did too was that she put all of the pots and pans on the stove and just left them there. So that if I needed to cook, which I was able to cook, I could cook, but I didn't have to bend down and, 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 and reach up. So those are just some things. Those are just some simple things as you combine households and specifically in a caregiver role that will help you keep things accessible and organized. Well, of course, I want to thank you for your tweets, your emails, your posts on Facebook. Thank you so much for following me on social media, especially on Instagram. I'm enjoying Instagram because I just kind of try to send out pictures throughout the day that help give you some inspiration on the stuff that you can do in your home and in your life. So today is Monday. So you know what tomorrow is? It's Toss It Tuesday. And I want you, as you combine households, to decide on something that each of you not just one person everybody involved can let go of is it an old textbook is it a broken item that you don't need so everybody and 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 feel free to post it on my facebook page say hey janet this is what i got rid of i would love to 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 see what you've gotten rid of and, and even shoot me a picture but again everybody who's coming together under one roof has to give up something that's old, a textbook, something that's broken, et cetera. So that's my toss of 2 tip. Now, of course, due to um, technical difficulties, last week I was not able to give you um, app suggestion, product, su- product suggestion, as well as my repurpose suggestion, so I'm giving it to you this week. My app suggestion is a VPN, which is a virtual private network because a lot of us out there are using our cell phones, our tablets. We're in the park. We're on the train. We just may be just waiting in a hotel lobby. But this a v a virtual private network is a method used to add security and privacy on public networks like Wi-Fi, hotspots. And I personally use short. Surf easy because it protects my internet privacy on my smartphone tablet and my computers, but there's others out there, but make sure you look into a virtual private network for all of you've got the smartphones, the tablets, so that you can make sure that you are there's another level of security when you're out there surfing the net so that's my app suggestion. My product suggestion is. And this is good, especially if you combine combining in homes and you may not be able to check all the stuff with you, is a lap desk. And basically, you probably saw that last week on my Facebook page, but it is a lap desk. And basically, it's really nice that you can put it on your, on your lap. You can work with your computer. You can do your homework. You can um, work on your tablet. And you can sit in your favorite chair on the bed, et cetera. So, if you have maybe have to give up your your, your desk because of the space you're moving into, then, or because somebody's coming into your space, you got to give up your desk, that is the perfect solution for it. So, it's from Levenger and it's on my Facebook page. And my repurpose suggestion because everybody's coming together, we got all our. TVs and our and our um games and all the wonderful electronics and accessories that come with us now. You know the little tabs that you find when you get the bread and other items, use those to identify things. You might have to say, Mom's smartphone cord, Jim's uh, uh Xbox cord. So everybody knows what cord is what and then there won't be any confusion when you're pulling things out, plugging things in. You'll know exactly what everything is. So that's my repurpose suggestion of the week. Well, um, next week we will be tackling the basement and the attic with Brenda from A Tranquil Solutions. Looking forward to that interview on how we can get rid of some clutter in those areas as well, because soon, at least on the East Coast, we'll be looking at the winter, spending more time indoors, and we do not want to look at any more clutter than we need to. And, um, of course, after that, we'll be talking about getting organized to get ready to back to school. And I'm excited because I get to interview Fran McNeil of Significant significant, how to be significant in this world and make an impact. Well, my quote for the week is, never quit. If you stumble, get back up. What happened yesterday no longer matters. Today's another day. So get back on track and move closer to your dreams and your goals. I'm going to read that one more time. Never quit. If you stumble, get back up. What happened yesterday no longer matters. Today's another day. So get back on track and move closer to your dreams and goals. You can do it. And I truly believe in that. Last week, it was just so interesting because so many things happened to take me off track. You know, not only was I, I felt horrible last week. Unfortunately, only two minutes of the show got um, aired. But then it was just like a week of events. That could have just made me just say, "I this is it. I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore." Um, last week, I'm in the middle of washing my hair, and and all of you women out there know when you get to that point where it's just so much wonderful suds. You get it to that sudden place where it's just so much nice suds in your hair. Well, the water goes off. So what am I supposed to do? I'm like, okay, this has just been week. I wasn't feeling good. The show didn't 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 um, wasn't recorded and and somebody called me who I really didn't want to talk to and and I kept going and trying to do this and trying to do that and it just like it was and the culmination was I was sitting here with a soap full of, of uh, a head full of soap, just trying to figure out what to do. Well, of course, because of my wonderful, loving mother and all of the wonderful things she taught me, I had backup, I forgot I had, I I realized I had backup water. So I pulled out the bottles of water and I did what I had to do. I mean, yes, it's it's not the glamorous part of being a business owner and being an organizer, but sometimes you just have to go back to the basics. And yes, I was not going to sit up here all day with soap in my head. So, but I'm just sharing that with you to let you know you are not alone. Yes, I know you may look at that room. You may look at your calendar. You may look at your life and feel like it's a mess and you can't do it, but you can. You can. Never quit. Never quit. If you suck, get back up. If you go in that room and you throw two things out and all of a sudden you feel overwhelmed and you close the door, okay, fine. Take a deep breath. Schedule it again, go back in and throw out a couple of more things until the room is done. It's just like people who lose weight and people who exercise. It's not something that, that when they go out there and take a walk, all of a sudden their body looks the way they want to. No, they just keep going to the gym, keep going to the gym, same way with organizing. Keep going in the room, throw a couple of things out. Keep going in the room, okay, organize a couple of things until. And, and that's why I'm here to provide you with guests, to provide you with resources, to keep getting it done, despite all the crazy stuff that goes on in my life. So I truly want to thank all of you who joined me this evening. Um, We are working as hard as we can to get that other interview uploaded so that you can hear the wonderful tips that um, Janae provided. And I hope you join me next week when we talk about tackling the basement and the attic and getting the clutter out of there so you can enjoy those areas and enjoy your space. Well, I truly just want to, again, thank you for listening. Be sure to share this particular podcast with your family, your friends, especially those who may be getting married or those who may have to move in with a loved one. And also share it on your social media networks. And, of course, always visit my website at JanetMTaylor.com. So until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day, but most of all, I want you to have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor and you are tuned into Got Clutter, Get Organized.